My name is Ray Park, you may know me as playing Darth Maul in Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo and Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit walk. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best. May the force be with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast, where we talk all things Star Wars. My name is Colin. My name's David. I'm Josh. And we are here to talk about some theories, some rumors. Um, we are kind of in that break season of where now there's like, you know, it's it's not it's it's not a breakdown of Andor or anything like that. It's just kind of getting ready. It's kind of that kind of um, quiet season. Of, slow period uh, until next year. It's a bunch mm-hmm. of uh, previews and cute little things that will pop up. But I feel like. Towards the end of this month, we're going to get a few Star Wars trailers. Yes, I. I mean, few is maybe like a broad statement. I. I, I think few is in two. Yeah, I think we'll definitely get one for Mando. Um, Ahsoka is a pipe dream. Skeleton crew is a pipe dream. I don't know if we will. If we do, I'll be excited. Um, but I wouldn't doubt like a teaser or something from the Mandalorian. Definitely like a Mandalorian trailer because yeah. we've already had a teaser for it. So. Possibly, yep. yeah, yeah. I think Man- Mando's the biggest uh, possibility right now. If you want to talk the uh, the other projects, I don't believe until Celebration, in my opinion. Yeah, I I mean because what's what's very interesting is that in March we are gonna have Mando season three, um, and then we're gonna have the end of the Bad Batch, and then we're gonna have Jedi Survivor, and then the at like no joke a, a couple of weeks after. After like, after uh, Jedi Survivor, we're going into Star Wars Celebration, um, which is crazy. Uh, so all that stuff is going to be happening right next to each other, and we're getting Star Wars nonstop. There's not going to be a break for a bit, and we don't even know the release dates of, of Ahsoka, Skeleton Crew, or or the Acolyte. Like we don't know. So honestly, we could have Star Wars like every week. Just depending on like how how long the episodes of the other shows are going to be, mm-hmm. um, yeah, very very exciting stuff. The first topic I wanted to talk about was Jedi Survivor, uh, because the actor um, Cameron Monaghan uh, came out and uh, and was talking about live action possibilities. First off, how do you guys feel about him coming into live action? Do you think they'll just add him to Adam, or do you think they'll make his story work? And and what is that story going to be? Um, I I don't know. He, I he's probably one of the characters I don't feel needs to be brought into visual media as of just yet. I feel like his stories are self-contained to video game media and i feel like if you're gonna spend the money on the projects i feel like we should start bringing in more people from the books versus uh people from video games i would love to see him but i mean if we we want to talk about like characters that should be on screen or should, should be in some visual form of media to really get the popularity up i mean like vi from uh galaxy's edge is definitely one of those yes where I would say Cal is in such a, a good position right now. I wouldn't want to basically Ahsoka him. Where yeah. It's kind yeah, of like the saturation of content for him is just so much. It's kind of like, 
goodness. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love him as a character. I feel like we could fully get a trilogy of games and be completely happy with that. I feel like that's where they're going with this is they're going to have a trilogy. Um, and I would be completely happy with that up until maybe in the future where he pops up on screen. He's a, a bit of a cameo character. I don't know if I want to see a story fully revolve around him in a in a show just because I feel like we we have a really good one in the game and I wouldn't want to take away from that. And I don't right. feel like why would we take a really good story from the game and then be like, oh, OK, we're going to go and put that somewhere completely different. And I feel like that there's a difference between playing as Cal and running through these missions and exploring and learning all these uh, ditch, uh, deep lore about the planets than just putting him on screen and being disconnected from him and kind of just getting force-fed information. Because I feel like the amount of information that comes from uh, Fallen Order wouldn't work in just a TV show because I feel like it's just too lore-dense where it wouldn't, it wouldn't be show, it would be just tell. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree. I, I'm with you on that. Like, I don't want them to make him into a sort of type character where we are relying on, on him to kind of bridge things because, first off, we've already got Ahsoka and Ahsoka's doing that and she's getting her own show and it's like, perfect, great. Uh, and there's a chance that she's actually going to, uh, which we'll talk about in a bit, but apparently she's going to be crossing over into the skeleton crew as well. Uh, but I think Cal, you're right, is in a great position. And I don't think that him crossing over like with every other character would be like the best idea because you don't want to overdo a character and like yeah. overuse him. And I think that Cal is in a great position in his games where if we, if he ends up making a cameo, fine, but his story is still being told through the games. And yeah, I feel of like if, if we end up seeing him some for some reason in Mando season three, it'd be like, okay, you're there's a lot of questions. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know like I'm more okay with a cameo than having his own series as yeah. of yet. Yeah. Um, just because I don't know what the year gap was between seeing the last form of Ahsoka on screen versus which, which came first, seeing her in Mandalorian or the Clone Wars final season? Okay, so we didn't... Um, so season seven of the Clone Wars came out before season two of Mando. Uh, but we knew that she was alive in Rebels. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, especially because of the world between the world... Like, of, of the whole, the whole time time dimension timey-wimey thing of uh of, of just all that stuff going on so we knew that that somewhere she was alive and then at the end of rebels you like know that that place where like she goes and um and sees sabine that is directly after return of the jedi um and we actually see and at celebration they actually kind of showed a teaser of that including the actress sabine of that scene being recreated but into live action so it sounds like they will be recreating that but it's going to be live action mm -hmm. uh and then 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 the end of rebels is like the beginning of ahsoka that might be a flashback could be wrong but um but all of that will lead um uh and into her show now now for cal i i don't know if they're gonna pull a a force unleash type situation 
uh, of where he would end up being a clone or something like that. And that, that would continue the situation because, again, we know this character is not in the original trilogy with the main characters, at least. And uh, and and if he did survive, you know, I would be like, OK, that line that Yoda does say in in Return of the Jedi, where he's like the last of the Jedi, you will be will just kind of be like, OK, well. There's Cal, and then for some reason, if Mace Windu shows up, and I'm like, "Well, there's Mace Windu. Like, who is really the last of 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 of, of the Jedi? Then, like, that doesn't make real sense to me. So, I'm I'm hoping that they that they will make it make sense, and not just a just a throw it in there just to be like, "Oh, hey, if you love this character, go and play his game." Like, I don't mm-hmm. want that. I wanted to make sense, but yeah. David, how about you? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I totally disagree with everything you guys said. I want him <laughs> to be in live action. I want okay. him to be a cornerstone of Star Wars. I think when they did the casting of Cameron Monaghan, it almost came with like an unspoken promise that we're going to get him in live action. Yeah. And I love the thing I, I really love about Star Wars is the connective tissue. And as time has gone on, we've had different forms of media. We've had books, we've had comics, we have video games. And it seems like the live action stuff is the stuff that is the end all be all. That's the stuff that really counts. And I think if we leave Cal Kestis off the live screen and we have an actual actor playing that character, it's like, I don't want him to fall by the wayside. That's right. And I think the longer we go with the concept of everything is canon from here on out, it's going to get harder and harder and harder. And I think the whole Jedi survivor series might end up kind of a casualty of like, well, it didn't fit into our overall story. So yeah, that's kind of like, it doesn't count anymore. Kind of like what they're doing with the books in a way. So I would love to see Cal Kestis in his own series. And there was a rumor that was dropped a few months ago uh, that he did have his own Disney plus series. And I don't, I don't think we've heard anything since then. Who but knows? I would really, man, I would really love yeah. to bring in that whole kind of era into live action TV show or films. Films yeah. would be great. That would be really awesome to just concentrate on the surviving Jedi. I would yeah. love to see something like that. And then intertwine it with the video games. That's that's the stuff I like really love. It's a challenge, but I think you can pull it off. Yeah. Uh and we actually have a couple of quotes from him that I'm 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 gonna read here. So this is about um, about him possibly coming into live action. He has said, we always had aspirations to do more. So after we finished the first game, I had talked to a few people in the ensuing months. We had a rap party and talked a tiny bit like what what would we want to do if we did a second one? It was all just dependent on what the reaction of it was and how we did uh and and how we did it 
but it felt like everyone was already prepping from the start with hopes that that we'd be able to do more than that. So he's kind of hinting at at, at live action stuff right there. Uh, he also talked about some of the new characters coming into the game and and who's playing who. Uh, so he said that um, Deborah Deborah Wilson is coming back. We we have a new character named. Um, I believe this is how you pronounce it. Uh, Bode Akuna being played by Nosher Dala, who is wonderful. He he's a new ally to Cal, and they and they have a great dynamic. They're like siblings. They're like brothers in arms who have similar tra- trajectories in their life, and and have up to this point made some different decisions along the way, but I think they have a mutual respect and understanding for each other. No sure did an incredible job with his performance and has some pretty show stopping scenes. So I can't wait for people to see what he does. Uh, this is the character in the trailer where he's got the blaster and he flips over mm-hmm. Kel's shoulder and like, does like a Lanny takes out that scout trooper. That's that guy. Um, uh, and then he also, um, uh, Cameron also talks about, uh, s- some of the burning questions like surrounding, um, uh, surrounding Jedi survivor and, m- and maybe, you know, some answers that, um, some questions that might be answered. So, uh, like for example, he said, who, um, uh, who does his hair? Where does he get the ponchos? Yeah. There were a lot of stuff that we want to explore w- with the character specifically. I wanted to see what it looked like for Cal as he aged and in what a number of years of fighting and a desperate situation would look like for the character. How does that change his worldview? How does that change the way he interacts with people? How does it affect his decision-making there? There were all questions we were started that we started to kick around while we were making the first game. And then to be able to explore a mature story with Cal one I would say is more challenging and darker. And um, he, yeah, honestly, he, he like had a lot to say, uh, which is really, really crazy to me um, uh, because this game is coming out in a couple of months. Uh, I pre-ordered the game. Josh also pre-ordered the game, but he got something very, very special. I'd love which, to do an unboxing on the channel. That'd be very Yes. Funny. Yes. Um, and, <laughs> and, there was only a few that were uh, that were available, right? Like, it was limited it, to four thousand. I believe there's yeah. still a few up right now. Um, it does come with a Calcastus lightsaber. This is the one from Galaxy's Edge, I believe, yes. with a different piece on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Which, what I would love to do is compare it to the other one from Galaxy's Edge. And, and I have that one, so I want we can to know that. if it is just a separate bottom piece that's been screwed on. Yeah. Or it's something completely different. Um, and I want to know if they make different sounds when they ignite. Yes. Those are the two major ones I want to say. Yeah, I'm 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 very, very curious. But that's that's really exciting that you're getting that. And also is a steel book um case as well, and it's got some art in it, right? <coughs> steel book case. Um, I believe there's a digital art code and I and uh, the other codes for um, the the skins. That's awesome. That's that's fantastic. Uh, we are very excited for that. the 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 game comes out on March seventeenth. March seventeenth. Um, d- um, Josh and I will be playing that game. Um, our plan is to uh, beat it 
day, hopefully, and yeah. then give it a whole review. Uh, yeah. That will probably be on the Patreon so that we don't actually destroy our listeners' ears immediately. Yes. So. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I, I guarantee there will definitely be moments where Josh and I would be like, oh my God, like <laughs> where we'll be flipping out. Uh, but I think one of the things majorly with this that I'm very happy that they've done so far, and I really don't want them to mess it up, is they haven't spoiled it yet. Yes. And the yeah. uh, one of the best parts about Star Wars for me is our speculation um, and kind yeah. of trying to figure out what is actually going on. See, personally, I'm not the 100% fan of Kenobi, but it was a pleasant surprise having Leia in it, yes. where I had no idea. Whereas uh, the original Jedi Survivor, I'm uh, sorry, the original Jedi Fallen Order was just so different and so much new stuff. And I mean, we basically got. It was from the the title. You're like, okay, cool. I'm I'm am I stealthing around? Am I? I don't really understand what I'm doing. And then it built a whole new story that was amazing. Whereas this one, again, so much different stuff that I want to know. I want. I'm so interested in. Um, and I really hope that throughout the trailers they don't end up spoiling it because, of course, we're going to cover every single trailer that pops up. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no, I mean it's and 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 not only that, like that game is coming out, like. Um, but it's the fact that it's also happening the same month that that we have the Bad Batch, and we have um, the and that we have the third season of Mandalorian. So all that Star Wars stuff is going to be happening at the same time. It's going to be very overwhelming, uh, and we're very very excited to cover it. We do have a listener that just sent us a very long uh, um, comment here. Um, they said there is still plenty of time to flesh out uh, uh, a Cal story before we even get to the sequel trilogy and during this time he uh he would have to be a secret it's so possible and a huge disappointment if they don't utilize what happened to be an uh, intentional casting of an age-appropriate and well-known live screen actor that's uh, on the lines of what david said too so yeah. I, i'm not saying that i don't want it to come i just say that i want it to come in the future i want them to finish yes their arc which i believe is a, a trilogy i want them to finish that arc once that's completed would love to see him in the future but i just don't want whatever his story is now and what they've planned to be brought down in the right. fact of hey we're going to take that story and we're going to chop it in half and then half of that story is going to be on screen yeah i would rather than finish the games and then boom now he's in somewhere else we want right. to hear what comes after this. We want to hear how his story ends or continues towards the future. Yep. So I just, I, I want that too. I just wanted to make sense. I just don't want them to be like, hey, here it is. And then not have any explanation. Um, So here's, here's hoping to that. And hopefully we get that soon because he's such a great character. And you can already tell that he's a fan favorite. If so many people were behind, um, uh, if if so many people were behind like him uh, coming back for a second game like right away and we got that within a three like year span and that was already the plan so that's that was just awesome to me uh, but yeah so so now jumping to a different um, to to a different era and a a new list of characters we've got skeleton crew we got some news about that we've got some new aliens we've got you know um a couple of different things going on but the biggest news is is apparently there is a there is a um uh there's a character spotted on set 
that that resembles a uh, a favorite um pirate favorite smuggler of ours which is hondo onaka and this is something that something that josh and i have been talking about for a bit where mm-hmm. we would love to see hondo on screen in galaxy's edge and stuff and having hondo come in would be a very like a very great first step into getting in, into that direction um because maybe at the end of his appearance it's like okay well you know i've been thinking of actually like starting up a legit business i don't know where to go and then maybe someone, <laughs> you know maybe names off a couple of planets and stuff like that and he's like oh you know what i might think about that in the future so who knows but hondo coming live action what do you all think he's a fan fan favorite character and i've wondered why they haven't done it sooner yeah um i mean will will it be voiced by tigger that's that's the question <laughs> um, i mean I would think so. Jim, Jim, Jim Cummings, Cummings has come out and said that he loves that character. Yeah. And I, I feel like he would love to yeah. do something for the show. And um, I mean, it, it's a fan favorite character. I don't know why they haven't used him yet. I feel like they're going to be do a big cameo. If it's a full, if he's an integral part of the show, I'm going to love it as well. Um, I mean, I'm all for seeing more of Honda. I'm, I'm, I'm just fine with them coming on screen, but honestly, I would be surprised if it was not, it, it like all right so if you go and see um if you go to smugglers run and 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 you see hondo pock like he, he 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 pops up and he's talking like on the screen he's telling you the mission and everything you know that's not jim cummings like dressed up as hondo that's somebody else entirely they can just do that for um, well i mean they did it for uh cat yeah. bane yeah yeah so so they can definitely do that that wouldn't be a problem mm-hmm. and 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 the fact that we've already kind of gotten that is like okay cool not now we just need to put that into like a show and more of a, of a live action element which you know skeleton crew um the like plot for is they are going into the unknown regions they're exploring it's kind of lost in space Jew law is is supposed to be this teacher type character um and somehow they also run into ahsoka as well that hasn't like the like plot like is kind of there but like not all the leaks have like said exactly what's happening and stuff like that but that's really the plot is it's a star wars lost in space type situation and and when they're traveling they run into a bunch of different things pirates different aliens you know new planets because it's happening in the unknown regions uh is what it's saying that's the rumor uh but hondo coming in would not surprise me i think that would be great because of he is such a like a um um he is such a very uh outgoing character and if ahsoka you know kind of shows up that would be also kind of funny because in season five there was that one episode of where they were um where she was with the younglings and then they end up getting you know attacked by hondo and and if Ahsoka and like Hondo see each other and and they like see the kids and Jula and everything, then Hondo would be like, "Hey, do you remember that the, the, that one time a long time ago?" And they would talk about that episode. I I think that would be really funny. But uh, but yeah, Hondo live action. Uh, David, thoughts? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, it, it's really surprising that they haven't had Hondo in anything since he's kind of like a huge staple at Galaxy's Edge. I mean, it's one of the most like articulate, uh, complex puppets that they've ever created. And it's like if they spent all that money and he's kind of like, it almost seems like to me like I know you guys work there, but um, he's kind of like the unofficial mascot almost in a way, you know, I mean, he's and he addresses the crowd. Everyone sees him. But I think that people outside of Star Wars have no idea who he is and maybe right. think he's just a, a Galaxy's Edge or a Disney land, Disney World character. Um, but if and, and, and that was a speculation I think with the Mandalorian season one, we thought we were going to see Hondo in that possibly. Yeah. And nothing ever came of it. Now, maybe in Skeleton Crew, I mean, we get him. It's to me, it's kind of um, if you put your marketing hat on, that's kind of late in the game to do that. I mean, it almost seems like Galaxy's Edge might be in some type of possible theoretical transition period moving away from like the first iteration of what we got with galaxy's edge. I don't know. I don't work there. You guys do. So you guys probably know. But... I mean, I think that's what we were talking about earlier, how we, yeah. we think that we need to see more uh, of live action of these characters that are yes. in, in galaxy's edge. Um, I feel like, like yeah, Hondo, as you're saying, Vi, like, yeah, Hondo Vi, we, we haven't really seen those characters and I feel like they don't get the uh, kind of praise from um, the average viewer as, as they deserve. Yeah. So I, it's more really just like, Advent Star Wars fans who would be like, oh, of course, I love these characters, but we don't always have those no. people. We have people who have never uh, stepped into uh, anything Star Wars. And this is like a whole Star Wars yeah. universe. So um, having him on, on screen, live action, don't know why they haven't done it yet. I think it would just uh, completely make everyone going into Galaxy's Edge a lot more yes. uh, engrossed in the world. I I mean so here's my thing about it honestly I thought they were gonna have him show up in the book of Boba Fett mm-hmm. because Boba and Hondo have history so I I think having him show up in Mando was kind of a pipe dream for me but for the book of Boba Fett that made the most sense to me I was like him and Hondo have history Hondo and um and his dad Django also had a history as well. So I was like, it makes sense. He would show up in some way. It would fit into the story. Didn't do it. Was disappointed. If he shows up in Skeleton Crew, honestly, that makes sense to me as well because they're they are exploring uncharted territory. And yes, Hondo is a legitimate businessman, but also he's still a pirate at heart. And I could totally see him like r- running into some of the main characters and causing problems in some way. And then again, somehow Ahsoka shows up. I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, I just hope they just don't throw her in there, just to throw her in there. But we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, very very exciting stuff. And we'll also see some new. Um, we um, we'll also see some new uh, aliens uh, show up as well, including some familiar ones like Rodians, uh, and kind of those classic uh, original trilogy um type creatures because let's face it we we haven't really gotten like some of those um classic uh alien species 
from the original trilogy, like since the sequels and stuff. Like there have been like a few, but not many in my opinion. So if we see more of those, that would be really nice. Uh, I wonder but... who's to blame for that because you figure like in episode seven, we would have got a bunch of original aliens in the whole Maz Kanata castle sequence. But yeah, we no. got like all brand new. Some mm-hmm. McCory aliens, but no Rodians, no Weequays, no nothing, nothing yeah. like. Um, there were the giant m- mosquitoes. There was the deep. <laughs> there, no, I'm not kidding. <laughs> like, like, I know what you're talking like, about. I, like, saw yeah. those. I just was just like, yeah. okay, but uh, which I don't even know the name of that species. I was just like, those were giant mosquitoes. They just put them in there and just made a giant bug. And if you watch Mando, their um, Mando season two, there's also the giant ant in there as well, which I don't think we got the species name of that. Um, but uh, Doctor Mandible, right? Right, that was his name, but I don't That's think funny. we got his like alien species though. So <laughs> An ant. curious. Uh, but yeah, so there is a lot. Yeah, so I'm I'm very excited for that because it's. It's still gonna have the Star Wars vibe, but apparently it's gonna have that Stranger Things um and Lost in Space type vibe as well. Uh is what they're going for. And it's got Jude Law. We we still don't know who the main cast is for that. Uh and I think they're kind of they're kind they're trying to stick like with that until maybe celebration. And we don't know the release date for it either. All we know is it's coming out next year with ahsoka and 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 acolyte and mando season season three and all the stuff coming out next year so very very exciting stuff i want to say like thanksgiving time frame i think that's when it's going to be released when do you think the acolyte would be then because i thought acolyte would be around thanksgiving i don't think think, that would be i think they're further well yeah that's kind of tough i don't know i'm feeling like the skeleton crew would be more of of a summer show and like, cause they've got what they've got five shows coming out next year. And right. Then, so, but, but where's Ahsoka going to be? Ahsoka's further along than any of those two. Oh, true. So Ahsoka could maybe come after. Do you think further, further might... along as in it's almost done with film, like, like filming and editing wise or. I, yeah. I, I, I think, think Ahsoka's think still filming, right? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't know where it's where that fits perfectly, but it, I mean, it is the year of Star Wars projects <laughs> as comparatively to Marvel projects because we know Marvel's ramping down with yeah. their projects currently right now, which yes. will be an interesting thing in comparison for where Star Wars goes ahead uh, in the future because I feel like with all these shows coming out. I like if they're self-contained stories and they're allowed to do yeah. uh, different time period pieces. But like, let's say if you're in the Marvel side and you're a 10 year old kid, like you were from the basis of what, like you got to see the first Avengers when you're, yeah. Yeah. Till like now, but if a kid is born period. now, they're going to have to basically reboot the entire series in a, in a, in a way to be and, able to get all these people on. Whereas I feel like Star Wars is in that bit where it's like they never have to as long as they keep telling stories throughout a timeline that don't necessarily need to connect into something grand. Which was interesting how we kept talking about, hey, like 
we're going to have this end game event where we all go to like Mandalore and try and uh, fight for Mandalore. And I'm kind of like, I would like something like that, but I don't want every single character from a show to come in together to do right. that. Because I'm afraid that we'll get to a point where we're like, you got to watch this show to be able to understand this and this and this. And I'm like, hey, like Andor is really cool because for me, it's like it's a self-contained story and it's not needed to enjoy the other original trilogy. As long as these films and uh, shows will complement the movies, I'm okay with that comparatively to something that's like, I need to watch the show to be able to understand this movie. Right. Um, because they're actually doing that with, with DC, not to kind of go off the rails there, um, but they are like definitely going... Um, uh going in that direction because they just announced that henry cavill will um will not be coming back as superman. <laughs> as superman anytime james soon. Gunn said, get out james gunn like kind of did like hint out that he might come back in the future and i think they might be um going with a um crisis on crisis on infinite earths type situation where like once they get to that big like Avengers Endgame like kind of story plot, then that's when they'll they'll bring some of the original actors that play those characters because um because uh Jason Momoa is no longer playing Aquaman after Aquaman and and Ben Affleck has been done for a bit and we know that Ezra Miller is like you know like uh, off the rails yep and uh and then we know that um that that Gal Gadot um. Uh, is still there, but they canceled um, uh, Patty Jenkins, which we'll talk about in a bit too, um, is not doing the third Wonder Woman. That movie got scrapped. And James Gunn is trying to reboot it of of that whole, like, of the whole, like, DC universe. And Marvel's so- kind of dialing it back. So it's just very interesting because you can tell, like, the different studios are kind of on the same page where, like, they're, trying to change up what they've been doing or they're trying to dial it back because for star Wars, um, they said Kathleen Kennedy stop announcing projects. So, so yeah, yeah. I think was the one that said that, right? He was, uh, yeah, that was like his regime yeah. that, that handed that note down. But what do you guys think are the odds that Henry Cavill appears now in a star Wars centric thing? Heavy, heavy. Um, really? I, I, I genuinely think, cause well, with the whole Witcher situation, yeah, yeah, where he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm dipping, so that we can do like a Superman thing, and he's like, oh, okay, well, if that's not gonna treat me right, right, and DC's not gonna treat me right, why not? Like, and he was at the Avatar premiere. I would not Disney doubt party. that someone has approached him already and been like, we'd love you to cameo star in a project, and he would be all over that because he loves that like nerdy stuff in general. And see, I think if they did approach him, I think he turned it all down because he figured he was going to be Superman. Right now, that's off the table. Yeah, I think that's off the table. The Witcher's off the table. I think James Bond is also off the table for Henry Cavill. So the only two big things are left is the MCU and Star Wars. I I think the MCU is more likely. Yes, because of their their um, there's Captain Britain. There's also the character um, Hyperion, where he could show up in, in, in in Eternals too. It, if and when they do that um because that because uh, the character hyperion is a eternal so i i, I could see that happening i mean but honestly 
anywhere that they put Henry Cavill, he is going to shine. Like he's such a great, um, he's a great actor. He is one of the main reasons why I fell in love with Superman again because I remember being a kid and I love I loved Christopher Reeves. I've loved I loved Brennan Routh, but Henry Cavill brought a lot to the character. So I was really sad. So I was super happy in October because he made that announcement. Like I'm going back as Superman. I'm like, all right, let's go. And then last night I saw <laughs> him post saying, just, yeah, kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I got let go, but I'm still in like good terms with them. But him coming to Star Wars would be really interesting to see where he would be put in. I could see him playing, you know, maybe Darth Malgus from the Old Republic. I could see him playing, you know, some type of dark side character. Uh yeah, like I, 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 I know that was kind of like a deep cut like character, but I could see him like playing more of like these, um, like more of a dark side character because we don't see Henry Cavill play these, um, uh, really see him play the antagonist. So I would love to see him come to Star Wars, but 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 maybe play someone. See that that is playing. a very that's a great actor to get behind. If you decided, hey, let's do that, you know, as I was talking about a, a, a reboot kind of thing where it doesn't have to be a reboot, but it's like a different um, yeah. time period, which means, hey, we could go back to uh, pre High Republic. We can go back and grab these like characters that you already know, and we're going to be able to tell these stories from legends and make them our own. And then like, let's headline it with Henry Cavill. Boom. And I feel like people would be all over that. Like the, all these people playing these big named actors playing these like characters i feel people would be all over that yes. yeah he could be the face of the new kind of era in star wars that it's like way way in the past old republic stuff i mean mm -hmm. that'd be kind of cool and maybe you don't have to go with like the iconic video game portion of that you could go into a different kind of part of that mm -hmm. and not kind of interrupt all that what's going on with that because i i believe they are they have something in the works for old republic and that video game and in live action or um the mmo or whatever but i mean i think this this is actually a pretty good opportunity for them and i know they they got a lot of stuff in the works so it'd be cool yeah uh, yeah so um and yeah are you talking about eclipse with that one the star wars eclipse is that what you're uh, no, not necessarily to? Eclipse. Um, oh, I, oh the, there's, there's that Ubisoft um, one as well. Yeah, yeah, the Ubisoft yeah, yeah. MMO, and <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think anyone outside of the uh, the game studio knows what what's going on with Eclipse, really. I mean, all of us are really into having the High Republic finally mm -hmm. come to screen. Mm -hmm. So I think him being on board with that for a big either movie deal or show deal where we, we spend many years with these characters in this time period would be amazing. I would love that. Those animatics for those video games are just yeah incredible. Oh, and I think at this point, they're pretty iconic now. I, yeah, I think uh, if any like fan just sees like those red lightsabers pop up in the, in the darkness, uh, I mean, you automatically know what that is. That was probably one of my favorite ones because I just remember seeing them like, in the Jedi Temple, and then that line that Darth Melga says he's uh, he's like, uh, and he's like that we have the latest DLC returned. No, no, uh, uh, okay, from the from the first, yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, uh, and you hear like the theme from 
episode three, and then the Jedi and Sith just charging and fight each other. And and I just remember, remember being a kid and being like, why is this not a movie? People would like go to the theater like just to watch this fight. Like this is incredible. Uh, so I would love to see stuff like that. I think Henry Cavill would be a great addition. Uh, but jumping the gun again to um, uh, to a different time period is Rogue Squadron. Um, Patty Jenkins is saying that Rogue Squadron is still in active development. Um, and and this actually came from her. Um, here's a quote. Uh, she said, uh, I'm not one to talk about private career matters, but I will not allow um, these rumors to continue. Here are the facts. I originally left Rogue Squadron after a long and productive development process when it came clear it couldn't happen soon enough and i did not want to delay wonder woman 3 any further when i did lucasfilm did ask me to um to consider coming back to rogue squadron after one and wonder woman 3 which i was honored to do so so i agreed they made a new deal with me in fact i'm still on it and in that project has been in active development ever since. I don't know if it will happen or not. Uh, we never do until the development process is, in, is complete, but I look forward to its potential ahead. We really don't know what time period it will take place in or any of that stuff, but how do you guys feel um, about that project still possibly happening? I mean, I've been proved wrong before with Andor. Um, I would love to see where it goes. It's not on my top of list where I'm like, I need to see, but it yeah. is an interesting uh, take on what Star Wars can be in visual media. And I would be very excited to see how they would film it. Um, I mean, what brings to my head is like uh, Top Gun Maverick, the way they filmed that. Yep. And I would love to see shots and uh, new ways of filming um, for Star Wars. I think that we were we've we've talked about it on the podcast before how we would love to see different directors and uh, see their takes on what Star Wars could be for them, and I mean, hey, this it's definitely something. The concept I want to see on screen. I don't necessarily want to see just the story. I would be interested in seeing the visual media as itself. Yeah, yeah. No, I I I, I agree. I honestly would be more hyped if they stayed away from the rumor which they were talking about where it would kind of be after the sequel trilogy and and oscar isaac would come back i would love that but rogue squadrons was a great game series it was also a um a great um uh, a great novel as well and i would love for them to go back into that original trilogy even though i i know we keep going back to it and it would be great to go into the um sequel trilogy era it, it'd be great to do that but i think the original trilogy is like the heart of star wars right like that is where it began if we you know do a deep fake um luke skywalker and wedge and tilly's and have them be like the main you know characters and and they do the same adventures like they did in the game and and, and maybe we get different per different perspectives of some of the main battles that happened in the original trilogy, like they do in the game, that would be awesome to me. Uh, and I would also be fine with if they did the sequel era. I just wouldn't want that to be, um, you know, overpowered 
uh, by what the sequel trilogy became. So I'm just hoping that like they, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's really up in the air for me. Like it just depends on what, on what time era they end up going with. <laughs> but yeah, David, how about you? Yeah. I've said since the start of the podcast, since we've been doing podcasts, that I love the space battles and that's essentially to me, what Rogue Squadron is, it's just a bunch of space battles and they're epic, they're awesome. You think about the ending of Rogue One, the space battle there, you think about Return of the Jedi. To have like a whole film or film series of that, that's just like heaven to me. And for for all this stuff to go down with DC and Patty Jenkins, she kind of explained that, that I mean, she th- that her statement was primarily about the whole kind of did she or did she not walk away from Wonder Woman? Apparently, she was fired too, just like Henry Cavill. So she's like, okay, well, I'm done with that, but I'm going to go back to Star Wars. But I'm like, no, 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 I, I don't want you to come back. You already said no to Star Wars. You you had Star Wars going for you, and then you walked away from it to do Wonder Woman. Now you want to come back? And I mean, I'm not like the hugest fan of Patty Jenkins either. And it, 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 and to me, I mean, it's... One of those things, it's like you, you, you wanted to put Star Wars on hold so you could do something else. You just had too much on your plate. So I kind of don't want her to come back, honestly. Yeah. And that Wonder Woman sequel was not great. <laughs> that movie like was kind of scary. I was like, uh, so this is the person that's going to do Rogue Squadron? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Rogue Squadron to me could be really, really great. Could be really expensive too, but... I do like that idea that you brought up, though, Colin, bringing in deep fake Skywalker and Antilles. Maybe not have them as the main characters, but having right. them there, just like the Mandalorian. Yeah, that would be fantastic too. But yeah, and uh, I, and then they could introduce some new pilots that that we never heard of, and maybe have right. them I, like kind of. I think that's really the intent to introduce yeah. ma- new characters. I would really love to see it based in the original trilogy, and maybe do if that's successful maybe do like a series of it or yeah i mean there, there's so much you could do with that stuff i know it would, it would be insanely expensive if you just do a bunch of cgi stuff yes and it would probably have to go to theaters but i mean there's there's ways to do it man and and the ships well, i think of star wars is one of the one of the just enticing factors that I think the franchise has to, to see those space battles. They're all scientifically inaccurate because there's no like wind resistance or fire in space. But I mean, yeah. it's just one of those things. It's it's one of because iconic- I don't I don't think there's any other series that has uh, sci-fi dogfights like Star Wars. Because yeah. I mean, I re- I remember even when they did it in Star Trek, and people were like, "Take this out of my Star Trek. I want scientific stuff. That that's Star Wars stuff." Like. That it, it it's Star Wars identity where they can do dogfights and people absolutely love them. Whereas yeah. I don't know many other sci-fi series that are able to pull off a really good dogfight like Star Wars can. And I mean, like the, the most iconic scenes from Star Wars have been like Trench Run. Um, uh, we have all these other pieces that like, and, and even in like the graphic novels and comic series. And it, it, it's funny that that hasn't come up in Star Wars media yet. So it makes a lot of sense that this was going to be a film and or wouldn't mind having it as a series. It's just 
now it's up in the air whether it's you know it's in limbo now and it's okay if it's in limbo it's just i feel like the biggest fans are the people who grew up with the original trilogy who absolutely love the dogfights absolutely love anything to do with uh, uh space battles Whereas people who grew up with the prequel trilogy are all about their lightsaber. Yes. Yeah. Very, very true statement. Because of, um, I mean, have you guys seen that fan film um, that came out actually around Star Wars Celebration last year? Um, It's called Star Wars. um, uh, It's called X-Wing, a Star Wars fan film. And it takes place on Coruscant. And it's just this giant dog fight. Like, like like in the actual planet of Coruscant and it's, it's incredible. If you guys haven't seen that yet, go watch it. It's on YouTube. Just type in star Wars X-Wing fan film. And it should be the first one that pops up. It takes place in Coruscant. It's like six to 10 minutes. And I was worried like watching it that like, Oh, it's a fan film. Like of, of, of the graphics aren't going to be that great, but, but the, but the CGI and everything in it was incredible. I think the only thing that threw me off was probably, um of of the of the actual people in the x-wings that's the only thing that wasn't like you know like you know whoa like totally polished yeah yeah but everything in that fan film was amazing so if you haven't watched that go see that and that will get you hyped up about what we're talking about and 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 of what rogue squadrons could be like that's a fun example of what rogue squadrons could be um uh but yeah uh i I just want more stuff like that because there's also the game called Star Wars Squadrons. If you haven't played that, it's it's a good. I mean, that game is specifically for people who are good in a in a flight simulator type thing. Because I remember when David and I got that game when it first launched, and that was a process. And the whole time I was playing, I'm like, I wish I had VR because I think I would I would enjoy <laughs> the experience more. Um, but now that it is VR, uh. I think you got VR and you can get flight sticks for it as well. Yep. So I'm will probably do that in the near future. Uh, but yeah, so there's that. And then we also have uh, the news of Sean Levi um, is working on a Star Wars film. Um, uh, I'm not going to lie. I was, I was very interested of, uh, uh, like, wait, I'm not talking about now, but like way back when, because like I, I looked at his name and I couldn't think of what projects that he did. But then I was, oh my gosh, there was the Adam Project. There's Stranger Things. There's um, uh, uh, there's Real Steel, and 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 those movies were, um, and show were just like fantastic. So him doing a Star Wars movie. Um, to where it kind of like shows that he appreciates um, uh, like a bunch of uh, past projects. I think he would do great with a Star Wars movie, but I'm just curious of what the like of what the plot of it would be and maybe what era. Um, do you, are you guys familiar with with Sean Levi or not really? Uh, I know he's uh, part partly kind of. I think he's a producer of Stranger Things, right? Yes, and then I think he directed um, that uh, Taika Waititi, Ryan Reynolds film, right? Yeah. So, um, like so, the, what was it called? The new guy or something? Like that? Um, that was the free guy. So free guy. Yeah. So he did direct uh, um, 
a couple of episodes of Stranger Things, and he oh, okay. did direct Free Guy. Um, the and he's going to direct Project Deadpool three now and Real Steel, and now he's doing Deadpool three. Yeah, it seems um, like he has a really close relationship with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, but he also was the producer on Arrival. So, oh, uh, he definitely has something there to be able to uh, push some deeper themes. I feel like uh, we've had a lot of very flashy things lately. So, I mean, I would love as soon as we hit Andor, that was a deep theme. So, I would love for him to be on a producer role and just fully yeah. uh, give that kind of uh, deeper themes towards Star Wars again. So, yeah. we'll have to see. I mean, with Skeleton Crew, I'm interested in seeing if it's going to be um, more 80s-ified in the type of filming they're using. That's what um, I want. That's that's honestly what I want. Um, the, the feel – there's, there's yeah. a difference between the feel of 80s and having an 80s period piece. Yes. And what I really need from them is to not lean very hard into the period piece of it being like – it's like you're in the 80s and you're watching Star Wars. Yeah. I want them to feel like, yeah, dude, this is like – it's filmed in the same way as it would have been in the 80s. Like you have the coloring in the same way it would have been in the 80s. That's the kind of thing that I think could they could bring to Star Wars that would be amazing to see. I, I agree. I, I, I 100% agree because I remember watching The Adam Project and I just – was blown away it was like this is a fantastic movie and free guy of course was amazing and there actually was a star wars reference in there because he um be because he ends up fighting himself of fighting himself with the lightsaber and they actually play the star wars theme and everything so it's um that's that's kind of ironic that he's working on a star wars project now but i am excited about it because all the projects that he's been involved in i i've loved um, I'm just curious on what he will bring to the Star Wars um, plate. But yeah, yeah. Um, that that really was it. There really wasn't that much news this week. Um, besides that, uh, again, we're in that kind of quiet um, that quiet break period. Uh, so, I I mean I I'm I'm just excited for next year, especially March. Um, that is going to be a great month. And then you go into April and we got Star Wars Celebration. And then you have the other shows coming out. And then you've got Indiana Jones 5, of course, coming out on June 30th. So there's there, there's a lot to be there, there's a lot of projects to be excited for. And not just that, like I I think next year's a great year to be like a nerd like as well, because you've got the new Harry Potter game coming out. Um, you've got the You've got Jedi Survivor. You've got the Super Mario movie, which I was skeptical at first, but now I'm I'm actually kind of excited for it. Uh, but there's a lot of movies and shows and stuff coming out next year that look very, very exciting. Um, but for all the Star Wars projects out there, part of your um, what is the number one Star Wars project that you're excited for? I think I know what Josh's answer is. <laughs> uh, but David, how about you? I'm very intrigued by the skeleton crew. Okay. I, I We don't know a whole lot about it. Yeah. And I was going to say earlier, it, it almost seemed like Lucasfilm or Disney had a mandate of like, we need a Stranger Things type show. Is yeah. this going to kind of like be like a Stranger Things? Like, this is why I, I think that they should just bring in Spielberg. Like, why not have him come in? 
you you already have deals with him already. Like, yeah. just have him come in and then co co write co co produce. Like, just have him come in co direct. Just give him like two pointers, and I feel like you could completely improve like the Goonies feel, the the Stranger Things. Yes, feel. I've been saying that, he, bro. He per- like- he gives so much heart to shows in such a it can be in a dark world however the characters have so much heart that you you feel safe in it and i think that's what they're going for with skeleton crew and i really really hope that they nail it it's definitely one of the ones that i want to know more about um yeah definitely acolyte for me is the 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 one i really want to see where they go okay that is the one that i am the most hyped for i want to see where they'll go with a villain story that probably is mine as well. I mean, because we know it's going to be taking place at the end of the High Republic, and and it will kind of sh- like form into what what we see the Jedi Order in the prequel um, uh, era, and I'm very excited to see that transition. I'm excited for the possibility of Darth Plagueis coming in. There's that show has a lot of potential all these shows have a bunch of potential and i'm just really excited that that we are going to explore um more of this of of the galaxy of the timelines and 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 different species we're getting a lot of like different species um uh and creatures and uh jedi survivor so that's super super exciting um if you guys haven't listened or watched our breakdown of the jedi survivor trailer go and check it out josh and i waited during the um the game awards for it to drop and and we like kind of had our live reactions to the trailer as well which was really funny so go and check that out but that there's a lot to look forward to um am i missing anything guys no no well you brought up the whole indiana jones thing Um, oh okay hang on if we're doing that give me a second (laughs) did he get his hat do we just wait for? He's Colin been hyping to... on his hat. He's to totally he, like he... stripped down. <laughs> <laughs> he comes back in the jack, the hat, the whip, the shirt. If he doesn't whip come his back, oh guys, I forgot my pants. Let me go back. <laughs> I feel yeah, I yeah yeah. He got his hat. <laughs> All right. All right, it's Indiana Jones. Jones. Welcome back to the Indiana Jones stuff podcast. I I just got this hat when I got it. I cried like like this thing is beautiful, bro. It's like. <laughs> It is pristine. It was expensive, but man, I'm so excited. Uh, but, but, uh, but yeah. So, anyways, Indiana Jones Five comes out June 30th. It looks amazing. Who's excited? Is Lucasfilm paying you, Colin? No. <laughs> I'm just really, really excited. He has about to keep it. technically nice Disney things. is paying you. <laughs> he has to keep saying nice things uh, towards anything with Lucasfilm or they will officially uh, kill off Max Rebo. So, you know. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, was something I said a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm really, really excited for the fifth one. And I know I've been on, honestly, like I've been kind of doing like my own kind of study because I bring up Indiana Jones five and I've just, I see how many people actually say, oh, well, I'm not excited because of the crystal skull put a bad taste in my mouth. And and, and then I'm just like, why? And they always say aliens. And, and and I'm just like, all right, Indiana Jones is a character that has faced the wrath of God. He has found the Holy Grail. And and he has found magic stones, the, the Sakara stones 
that that would um that would help a entire town like you know prosper and then you have not aliens technically they are um beings from a different dimension that happen to look like aliens is what is like the official description of what they're <laughs> but, <laughs> but how is that so over the top than him you know finding the ark of the covenant and drinking from the holy grail like how is that you know more over the top than that because of because to me it's just like okay and then the, the, there's a potential there might be time travel and and this new um and this new film and sundials yes and sundials <laughs> but yeah so i'm excited but yeah what i was what i was get, what what i was leading to saying in regards to indiana jones there's um there's been some rumors out there that oh, yeah. yeah not specifically related to anything that we really talk about but it is Star Wars related because it's Kathleen Kennedy. Apparently there's rumors out there that she's going to call it a career after Indiana Jones five drops. Oh man. I thought we were going to talk about like rumors <laughs> and everything. This is old news, man. Well, Liam, one of our uh, great patrons, he, uh, he just put this in. So maybe you can address that. Okay. So I can. Um, so James Mangold, who is directing this film, uh his very um vocal on twitter and and he's been answering all of the like all of the rumors about the test screamings and like everything and he and he pretty much like says that like all of that is a lie just go and watch the movie and <laughs> he like says that to every single person that like says that so I don't know if he's got like a copy and paste situation on his phone of where he's got it like then because he, he 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 just says the same thing almost every time. I mean, I don't think Harrison Ford would come back to um to this character unless the script was good and that's actually what he said in the past. So, I don't think it's terrible. I don't think he's doing this just for the money because unlike Star Wars, he likes Indiana Jones a lot more. So I don't think he would um, he would come back if the script was you know bad. Just saying. Um, a, a, a different. What, what do we call like the the head of Lucasfilm? Like, what, is that just called the head of Lucasfilm? I mean, uh, what, what's Kathleen oh, Kennedy's position? President currently. Pre- okay, president of Lucasfilm. I feel like if she leaves, it will be interesting who they choose to take over because we know how DC is now completely done and they're all doing James Gunn and it's all on in, in James Gunn's hands. So it'll be interesting to see who the next person to step up would be. Do you, do you have any ideas of who you would think it would be? Well, see, I, I really, really like, I, we haven't seen the fruits of it, but DC did a thing where they hired James Gunn as the creative head mm-hmm. of studio, but then they also hired Peter Safran as the, executive part of Mm -hmm. it and kathleen kennedy is one of the greatest executives of all time but she doesn't have that partner next to her who's the creative head Mm -hmm. so i would love to see something like if kathleen kennedy does retire they need to find a replacement i hope they do like the two person system yeah so they can maybe so the the popular kind of knee-jerk answer is put Filoni in there, put Filoni in there. But Filoni is not really an executive producer type. He's a creative type. He knows mm-hmm. story. 
if you vault him all the way to the top and have him as maybe just the creative head and then have somebody that has a lot of experience, maybe like a unknown or someone that's been in the business for years and years, like a lot like Peter Safran. I mean, a lot of people don't know who that is, but he is alongside James Gunn at DC. They do something like that. I think that's the best strategy. Um, but we'll, we'll see what they do. I, I, ho- I hope they don't go super young, super inexperienced. I don't think they, I mean, logic would tell you they wouldn't do that, but more and more that's kind of creeping into my mind that they might actually go that route. Maybe hire someone like a Michelle Rejwan or someone like an understudy to Kathleen Kennedy, maybe, and just vault them up. And it's kind of like, if they do that, we're going to be stuck in the same kind of, kind of situation that we're in now. Someone that's not a, a super fan of star Wars, someone that can't reason with the, the very top of Lucasfilm and be like, no, 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 this is what the fans have been asking for. This is what the fans want. We should probably green light this and see where, where we should go and just have more projects going because. See, yeah. Cause I, th- I totally think that right now as a business person, Kathleen Kennedy can uh, is, is good on the business side. Whereas you have a creative side and because we now have a new head of the Disney company a, a, of itself, I feel like you're going to start seeing the big changes where it's, it's not so much of the money side. Let's go and hit the, like the side of creative. Let's go hit the side of our, our, our massive productions. Um, because as soon as the, the, the head of all of Disney changes, all their media is going to change um, in, a, in a, in a different sense. So it's going to be very interesting to see what the next goal is for the future of star Wars past Kathleen Kennedy. It, I, I would love to see a more creative side uh, bringing in completely new things for me personally. So, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting towards the future and seeing where these these projects stand. As as we know, we, we talk with uh, uh, Squadron. So, I mean, some are going to get canceled, I would assume. Some new projects that were put on the back burner are going to be like, throw them in. That's going to be great. So, if she does decide to leave, I would love to see the future of Star Wars. Yeah, I, I hope they they make the right decision with that because it's it's going to be a, a tough road if they hire someone I think that's not creative, that's not a fan of Star Wars, mm-hmm. and someone that's. I mean, you figure. I mean, with the pre- being the president of Lucasfilm, the CEO, you you figure that that's going to be the only thing they concentrate on, and I mean, that's something. And Kathleen Kennedy has said it herself. We want to bring in people that are going to allocate 10 years of their lives to Star Wars. And it seems mm-hmm. like at this point in time, all the big all the big creative names, they just kind of really want to stay away. There's a few that do, that do want to play in the Star Wars sandbox. But it's, it's complicated. It's, I oftentimes wonder, is it an issue of just being too much on the inside and not seeing like the forest for the trees, you know, but it's, um, I mean, th- there's a lot of like slam dunk projects to do like old Republic. Everyone wants to see that. Everyone wants to see Bane. Yeah. I mean, I, it, th- there's so many things. Everyone wants to see the space battle movie in squadrons. I mean, why, why put that off? That should have been something like, okay, Patty Jenkins said she wants to leave. She's doing another project. Bring, Bring in someone, someone else. else. Yeah. I mean, there's so many people. It's like, 
and then you could do movie after movie after movie. I mean, this this should be like a moving train that never really stops. I mean, there's so many creatives out there, and mm-hmm. I don't know whether it's not if, if it's just all on Kathleen Kennedy to greenlight everything, or does it go up to the top after her, and it stops at Bob Iger really, because we all know that she reports to the president of Disney or whatever. Yeah. But and like you said, the creative aspect of it all, Iger is a creative. His philosophy is let's let's focus on the creative and everything else will take care of itself, which is great. But he's only here for two more years. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what happens after that? So there's kind of a possible super kind of influx, kind of worrisome period. Like, who's who's going to come in here and shepherd Star Wars for the remainder <laughs> for the next 10, 20 years? It's like, yeah. I, I hope it's it's someone that doesn't just see, okay, Star Wars made a billion dollars after the force awakens and another billion after last Jedi, and then another billion after rogue one it's like i mean star wars no matter what is gonna make money you know i mean if it's if it's half decent it's gonna make a lot of money i don't think you yeah. can quite just look at that it's someone like a bob Iger mentality you gotta look at the creative you gotta look at dave filoni he's been there he's oh yeah the 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 um, the mentee of of George Lucas. I mean, he's a Padawan of George Lucas. I mean, he's been there. He needs to be put up there at the top, I think. And mm-hmm. so we can have that singular type vision that I think the original trilogy had and the prequels had. And then, of course, we got the sequels, which didn't work out so much because I don't think there was a, a singular vision. There was the whole handoff thing. Um, so I think... It's it's gonna be some um, some very kind of unnerving times, I think, for for people that uh, kind of think that that this type of thing is gonna actually this transition period. I think it's it's kind of up in the air. It's like who's yeah. gonna hey, take I mean, it over? For me, wise, if our old CEO was focused on the financial of Disney, so I feel like the creative project sense was put down, like you were saying. And the fact of now in the future, I believe we're at a point where we will be releasing this cage on Star Wars to what people really want to bring to Star Wars. Because I feel like that was the major reason why people would be like, you know what, I'm going to move on to a completely different project. You know, this is just too hard to stay within budget, too hard to stay within this canon. I'm out. Whereas in the future of Star Wars, all I can really ask and all I can really beg for is that let these directors be creative yes in this world because if you don't then i don't feel like we're going to progress the story right it doesn't mean hey break all the canon do whatever you want but this does mean for me personally it's like hey let's make something new yeah and i think there there could be different lanes of star wars of course we have our beloved canon we don't want that to be broken but I mean, the, the, the Star Wars is a genre. We can have a Force Unleashed series and just make it clear to people this is Force Unleashed. This isn't canon. Uh, so I, my I think only we could do that. With, I mean, my only thing with that scary. Is, is that is scary because people are like the average fan going in is not going to be like this like story is, you know, canon. Why is he not? I mean, because. Do you remember when Mando season one came out and and the last Star Wars project that came out was The Last Jedi, right? And people were like, wait, where is Finn? Where is Rey? 
Why? Like, like, how does this fit into the story? Clearly, there were stormtroopers from the original trilogy and everything in there, but to the average fan going in, that's not like a hardcore fan or anything like that, didn't see it that way, and they were confused um, because they didn't know that Mando t- took place five years after Return of the Jedi. And and they thought because The Last Jedi was the last thing that came out um, at the time, they like thought that was like a sideshow from the sequel era. I think so, that they're able to do it. However, it has to be, it's, it's a very niche thing that they have to do right. Because with Visions, it works. It's an animated thing and it's correct. separate from the canon. However, they would really have to go hard on making it a separate feature if it is in live action. Correct. I know that we all know that we are different people than the average crowd. Mm-hmm. The average crowd will not know the difference if it is in live action. They will think and continue and being like, well, this actually happened. And then you'll have another fan who'll be like, no, that didn't actually happen. It's completely different canon. And I feel like that would just cause confusion that isn't needed unless it's done right. I personally have no idea how you would properly do it, but I believe in the fact that Dave Filoni could completely change up and have a separate canon. Yeah, I disagree because, I mean, look at Rogue One. Rogue One was released right after The Force Awakens. Average fans went in there and be like, is this is this Ray? Is this older Ray? It's like, where is everyone that we just saw? It's still made over a billion dollars. It's it's still brought in general audiences. Audiences will figure it out, I think. Uh, I, I, meant, I, think I meant like non-canon pieces. Like things that aren't like like visions-wise, where it's it's not canon at all. Mm-hmm. It just adds uh fun things to the to the star using the star wars story yeah and i think that's the prime example of them jumping out of canon and doing something like kind of testing the waters i thought vision Mm -hmm. was great uh i mean they're they're star wars stories very very tiny stories that i mean could have been expanded upon some of those stories are really really good um but like i said star wars is a genre and i think they don't have to be so precious with just staying in canon all the time. And yeah, yeah. as I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's it's I, interesting because it's 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 a definitely definitely a dilemma of it we aren't it's not Marvel where we can say mm-hmm. it's multiverse as of yet because I don't know what towards the future could be. And I feel like some a glue piece that really holds Star Wars together for me is that we have an established canon. If it changes in the books wise, we can change it on screen, but it is, isn't major changes yet. Whereas yeah. towards the future, I would love to see that, but I don't know how it's going to fit as of now because we have, we're still on the beginning phases of being able to have shows and shows that fit yeah. into a canon timeline. Don't know where it's going to go from here though. I would love to see some things that people are allowed to go wild and be like, hey, you know, these, this person is different. This person is different. And look, this is where we're going with it. Like, um, I forget. What's the the two Stormtrooper comic? Oh, oh, dude. Tag and Bank. That, love there those go. characters. Love those characters. Like, that kind of so thing much. sounds like fun. If yeah. it is a it's not canon, but it fits in a way that's funny. Right, where you could you could bring in a bit fun comedy element that makes yeah. sense for me. Whereas instead of being like this is 
uh, a Jedi, but they're not actually a Jedi. And this is a, these different timeline pieces happened. I don't want that. I want cute things that have been put into the story as a joke or as fun that could have happened. Yeah. Well, do you remember that series that, that Seth Green and the guys over at Robot Chicken wrote? And they made like 60 something episodes of it. And like each episode was maybe like five to 10, 10 minutes long. It took place in, um, and, and Dex's diner and the timeline was them getting ready to build like the death star and the, and the animation was goofy. Like I, I Star Wars detours. Yes. That, um, I, I will always love that trailer because it's so funny and clearly it wasn't canon um but that show like you know was hilarious and they and and they actually animated and 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 did everything for that entire show and it's just sitting probably somewhere um over at skywalker ranch or over at, at yeah, Lucas yeah it's just unreleased yeah it's and that's just the unreleased. other thing that needs to change about star wars they have so much unreleased stuff yeah use it we'll just pop up all of a sudden and be like oh my god this is a bunch of old stuff that we've never seen before like why why are they so like you know precious with that stuff it's like come on put it as special features do behind the scenes stuff james and i actually spoke about it on the patreon daily episode that it's a weird thing that star wars does and you see something like the wb new line cinema with lord of the rings i mean they just showed us pretty much everything and it was awesome it's like the most beloved dvd box set of all time you know and yeah and with me saying all of that stuff you got to look at the financial aspect. So when Bob Chase was <laughs> the CEO, he lost a billion dollars in a quarter, right? <laughs> so money ain't flowing the the same way it used to. Um, and it's it's a tough time for everyone right now in the industry of movie making. And I mean, it's you're going to have to release more films. You're going to have to make your money back that way. Unless you hike up the streaming price to like 30 bucks, 50 bucks a month. I mean, there's... Turning towards I don't think films and that. games, films and games, like I feel like games is the bigger money winner right now with yes. the industry completely blowing up. The and... game industry makes more money than the film industry, so yes, the game aspect of Star Wars, they have the whole new renamed division, Lucasfilm Games. It's like, yeah, they there's a lot of money to be made there that you can recoup it there but mm -hmm. yeah games and films i mean it's they're they're gonna have to uh put the pedal to the metal and uh there are reports that kathleen kennedy has uh mapped out 2025 through 2027 i believe in in films so i don't know we yeah. shall see we shall see what happens I just remember when they did the investors call and all the projects that she promised, I was blown away by. <laughs> I, I, I was just like, I was like, really? Like, like, wow. Like I just remember doing the live stream after that. And, and I think everyone was so baffled and then they did all the stuff for like Marvel and we were just like, okay. But the fact that, that she announced Lando and Rangers of the new Republic and just all that stuff but like but didn't really you know she like announced it but then just was like and our next project and just didn't say anything and i was just like wow like this is this is gonna be busy and then two of those projects like are 
pretty much not happening. And I know like Lando's like in the, you know, status of could it see, happen? Personally, I don't, Do we see, have I don't see Lando happening, man. No, I, I don't see it happening at all. Uh, and if it does happen, it might not happen with Donald Glover, which would be a, a real yeah. shame because I think to all of us, even though Solo didn't do that great, he is Lando, you know? It's like, yeah. you can't really do a Lando show without Donald Glover. Unless there's some awesome new up-and-coming creative actor that can embody that role like Donald Glover did. But I was I mean, about to say, okay, Mason. I mean, how about Billy D. Williams? But all right. You know, he's still uh, there. Yeah. He can yeah. be the, you know... Um, he's not getting any younger, Colin. I know, but they could do the, <laughs> the, the fake stuff. They could also, you know, potentially um, uh, do the, you know, him sitting in the Falcon with uh, the character Jaina from Rise of Skywalker, where like, hey, who are your parents? And then she was like, I have no idea. And he's like, well, how about we find out? Like, maybe he could be telling the story of his of his adventures of when he was younger and then that could kind of maybe segue into, you know. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, but yeah. I, I don't think you want to have Billy D. Williams as the star of a Lando I show. mean, not the main character, but yeah. I would still like him part of the project. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the OG Lando. Totally fine. Yeah. Um, well, I, I mean, for me, um, seeing the projects towards the future is going to be pretty interesting because like, let's say if you're talking about financial side, Bring in smaller projects or smaller directors and throw things at the wall and see what works. And it doesn't always have to be super, super expensive. Because, I mean, the director of Rogue One, what he used to do before Rogue One, he used to do almost everything on his own. Like, yeah. everything. So it would be interesting to see these new directors, new take on Star Wars for a lower budget. I want to see what they could do with that. Um, I, I feel like, hey, like let's give them creative liberty as long as we're not giving them as much money. Here's the thing, though. That gives the the inherent risk as, as something that could be not a good Star Wars show. However, I feel like we've already gotten not good Star Wars shows that – not like amazing Star Wars shows that have super high budgets. So I feel like towards the future – it's harder to fail if you give someone new a lower budget, but let them do something that they want to do with Star Wars, as opposed to giving them a high budget and then controlling everything and just still not being good. Yeah, when, when you said smaller projects, I would love to see them bring to life the uh, a different point of view, those books, because they're small, short, compact stories mm -hmm. that kind of build off of canon that we've already seen and that that would be awesome to see but i'm not in charge of lucasfilm so i can't <laughs> yeah yeah but i mean overall the future is bright like mm. there's a lot of great stuff coming out next year and in the near future and um we will be here to report it to talk about it because that's what we do at the star stuff podcast um <laughs> I don't know why I just gave a description of what we do, but I did. Uh, if you want more exclusive content about, you know, uh, our podcast and just us, you know, 
doing commentaries and and um, and different prizes and everything, go to our Patreon. Uh, we are on patreon.com at Star Wars Stuff Podcast 2187. We've got great content on there. We're also on YouTube, which thank you for everyone who's on a YouTube channel right now. Thanks. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We're on Instagram. We always do characters of the week. Um, and you guys are very vocal about that. And I love that. I love our community on there. And um, for Instagram, it's at Star Stuff Podcast. Twitter, at Stuff Pod. TikTok, go check it out. Search Star Wars Stuff Podcast. We're also, uh, we also have an email. We love hearing from you. We love your feedback. So please go and email us at Star Wars Stuff Podcast at gmail.com and give us a review. Going up a podcast, it can be five stars. It can be whatever. Just be honest. Let us know, even if it's all about David. I make that joke every week because it's very, very true. Just read the comments. That's hilarious. Thanks, guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and then we're on Facebook, Star Wars Stuff Group, and Star Wars Stuff Podcast page. Uh, we also have our own website, um, stuffpodcastnetwork.com. That also has our sister um uh our our link to our sister podcast the marvel stuff podcast go and check them out they have um they have great hosts over there it's fantastic and then we're on twitch sw stuff 77 i've been playing indiana jones and the emperor's tomb of course because i'm in the indiana jones mood right now ever since the trailer came out so go and check that out but also look forward to march 17th because josh and i are gonna pull an all-nighter and we're gonna be playing the game <laughs> Sheesh. And, yep so we're excited about that and we're just excited for the future of star wars thank you for everyone um that listens to us uh on uh on patreon on apple podcast um just on on spotify just on all the streaming platforms thank you for being part of the community we love you all we wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for you guys and we want to be here for star wars so we're so glad and very lucky to be part of this wonderful community. With that being said, I'm Colin. I'm David. I'm Josh. Wow, that was very, very delayed. Uh, may the hey, force hey, be hey, with hey. you. Was you. It was a pause to be able oh, to okay. give emphasis on my name. All right. Oh, okay. And may the force be with you. 